Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Faith Mamas Podcast. We are continuing our series on self-sabotage. And after that last episode, I'm a little uh, nervous of where God's going to lead us in this conversation. But right now, I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Jernice, who's going to tell us a little bit about the Mom Life Roll Call. Yes, the Mom Life Roll Call, that's a portion of our show in which we share our stories as moms and different experiences that we have. Some of those experiences we find make us happy and some make us want to cry and scream, but for the most part, we find that we're all together during those moments, and um, you're not alone, Mama. Don't worry, you're not alone, but we want to do something a little different this week in the Mom Life Roll Call. As opposed to putting our kids out there, we want to take this portion of our show to salute our moms who are out there who are in the nursing and medical profession. Um, we love you guys. We're praying for you. I want to shout my sister, um, Andrea Hill, out who's out there every day on the front lines helping out during this time. So we love you, praying for you. Ladies, do you all have any moms you want to shout out? I know we have quite a few in the virtual village. Our mamas out there. We have so many in the virtual village. And like you said, we are so grateful for all the amazing work that you do. I'm thinking about Chelsea, who is a respiratory therapist. Like she's working hard, hard, hard. And she, um, and her son, she's not, her son has to go stay with her parents because she has to go travel all over the world, helping people that are going through and dealing with this virus. So salutes and hats off to you, Shells. And also I wanted to say hats off to my uh, sister-in-law, Amy, who is a nurse. She is also pregnant and she is serving her patients and loving on them. So hats off to you. We appreciate you and we salute you. I just want to say thank you to all of the women and men who serve in the medical field who are exposing themselves to, um, you know, this virus on a daily basis and taking care of patients um, like their life depends on it because it does. And so just thank you to everybody who, you know, shows up day in, day out under circumstances that I could not imagine are easy going into work every single day. But um, yeah, thank you. Oh, and I have two more quick ones, ladies. Um, Andronica Rayner, who is um, my cousin, she's a urgent care, like an office manager. So she's in the front lines every day. And also Tamika, um, T Tamika Hicks, I had to get her married name, Tamika Hicks. She's a pharmacist. So a lot of times we may look over the fact because, um, you know, people who are in the medical profession, that includes pharmacists as well. So she's a pharmacist. So shout out to her. She's a mama, has um, two little ones at home, but is out there as well serving in pharmacy. So thank you guys so much. 
Yes. Thank you so much. And I know that, you know, usually on Mom Life Roll Call, we, you know, are laughing and cracking up. But honestly, we wanted to take a moment to just say we honor you guys and we are so grateful and thankful and we are praying for you. And if we didn't mention your name, it's not because you are not awesome. It's because there is only a little bit of time on this show. And we know hundreds of people in the medical field and we salute you each and every one of you that are not only taking care of us and our loved ones, but then you're going home and taking care of your family. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your continuous sacrifice. It's not in vain. We love you and we pray for you daily. If you caught last week's episode, which I hope you did, if not, you should go back and check it out, which was talking about why we self-sabotage and the fear that is like the undercurrent of often of all this self-sabotaging behavior in our life. It was a heavy episode. And this week, we are going to be talking about how to break free from that fear that causes self-sabotage. Whew. I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of excited about it. And the scripture that came to mind is one of my favorite scriptures, and it's a short one, uh, but I believe there's so much in it. In 2 Timothy 1.7, and it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, the question is how to access the things that God has given us now that we have uncovered areas of our life that are literally kind of being run by fear. How do I now access the power and the love and the sound mind that God has uh, for me? And as I was thinking about fear, uh, as we did the exercise last week, and as we talked on the podcast, and if you have the power pack, I was doing the exercises in the power pack. And um, as we were doing all that stuff, but I begin to think about the weight of fear and how fear puts extra weight and extra pressure um, on you and on us. And sometimes it can get so heavy that you can actually feel it physically and it manifests in stress. You, you know, the, the pain in your shoulders and the pain that comes all over the place because of oftentimes it's fear in our minds that started to manifest in our body. So the question becomes, how do we access that power love, and sound mind mentioned here. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm actually going to ask you guys that question. Let us look to the, the parts in our life where we feel like, you know, hey, I feel like I'm actually accessing power, love, and a sound mind in this particular area in my life. It may not be in every area, but maybe I can find one area that I feel like I'm, I am kind of accessing power, love, and a sound mind, or one of the three <laughs> in this area of my life. How did I access that? What helps me to access power, love, and a sound mind in my life? What are you guys thinking? What helps you to access those things? Um, I think for me, the area where I feel like I'm most consistent in it right now is within my family. Um, I don't always have a sound mind. <laughs> my emotions can sometimes derail, but um, I think for sure, Staying plugged into the word of God has really helped me access um, those, those three things in the scripture that you referenced, the power, love, and of sound mind. Um, because I, with my family, I've had to really learn how to um, take on um, an attitude of, like, servanthood versus an attitude of, like, 
well, nobody appreciates me. Why do I even do this? Like I, I have really had to kind of like, especially being, you know, um, in these particular times where we're spending a lot more time together, um, probably more time than we ever have before, you know, reminding myself that it's an opportunity to um, serve my family through cooking dinner or serve my family through, you know, doing laundry or whatever the task or, or may be. But I think definitely plugging into the word of God um, on a daily basis, um, even if it's just reading, you know, one chapter a day or even just one verse a day, but having to stay connected to my source helps me access those things. I was sitting here like, do I access any of those? So then the Holy Spirit sent my daughter who's been on my shoulder since we've been recording. And the part he keeps me grounded in is a sound mind part. Um, because for it's primarily, it's her and I at home. It's just the two of us. And so the sound mind comes in where I'm trying to make sure I don't forget things or that I, am I parenting her correctly? Or am I even like handling anything that we're doing right <laughs> on top of everything else? And he always reminds me that I'm not by myself. I've said this in many podcasts because he does. And he actually tip, really helps me parent her. Like there'll be things that God, like I'll hear the Holy Spirit say, don't forget this for London or, oh, she's dealing with this or call her name right now, see where she is. Or I'm going to be real. Even sometimes when I'm tired and I'm resting, he is watching over her and keeping her safe so I can just have those moments that I need. And so um, the the sound mind part is the part that he gives me and that I can say that's something I know actively that I walk in um, and it's definitely in relation to parenting uh, my daughter and if you ask me how I ask how I'm gonna be honest with you I, I'm struggling with this because it's just it's a it's an awareness of the Holy Spirit being there that's how like it's just an awareness like I think once I settled in my heart I'm not alone then I, I can more readily see him active and I can hear him when it comes to parenting her because I'm like, wait, I'm not doing this by myself. You know, I don't coin myself as a single mother. I don't say that to belittle any moms who are single moms because I don't feel we're single. Um, I feel that we have the best co-parent ever. And if you lean on him, he'll help you do everything. And that's whether you're single or not, like that's just what he does. That's real. And I find it hilarious that God is so simple that there really is only one answer to this question. And both of y'all said it. It's like, look at God. <laughs> like when you say, how do, how do I access power, love, and a sound mind? Look at God. Because let's be real, fear, when does fear come? When we take our eyes off of him and put it on ourselves, put it on our circumstances, put it on our situation. And where does power, love, and a sound mind come from? When we look at God. And I think that that's a difficult concept for me to grasp because it makes me realize how often I'm not looking at him <laughs> by how often I'm not operating in power love and a sound mind in certain areas but I look at scripture and every time people looked at God in the scriptures like and focused on him the outcome was phenomenal but every time they look to themselves or look to those around them to fix their problem that's when things got a little haywire. So the simple answer and the most powerful one is look at God. But now here comes a real question. We spent the last episode talking about 
all these undercurrent fears uh, that are causing us to self-sabotage in our lives. And we talked about them and we put all of our business out there (laughs) and we were just super vulnerable. And so now the question is, how do I authentically take those fears to God? Because I'll be honest, one of the things that I'm prone to do is to sweep them under the rug and call it faith. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'll uncover all the junk, right? I'll uncover all the stuff and I'll say, this is what I, this is the undercurrent fear. And then I'll say, but God gave me power, love, and a sound mind. So therefore I'm walking in that. And so all I did was take the fear and just sweep it on the road. I'm not even going to deal with it. I'm not going to talk to nobody about it. I'm just going to quote a scripture and move on. But how do we authentically bring those fears to God without pushing things under the rug, without this false faith, but with really truly bringing it to him? I think for me, it starts with being vulnerable. And that's like being vulnerable with God. And also being vulnerable with myself. Um, Because there are places in my life where I would say I don't necessarily, the the places in my life where I do like self-sabotage, it's easier to just like go ahead, eat that cupcake. And then like, let's just ignore the rest of the feelings that are really under are underlying why I want to eat this cupcake. Um, and when I can be honest with myself about what's going on, then I can be honest with God and say like, okay, for real God, like this is just how I feel. And it, when I do that, it comes out like word vomit. <laughs> Um, mixed with like tears (laughs) and it's just like me you know sitting in my quiet place with God just kind of like letting it all go and like laying it out out on the table and um, every time I do that with him he reminds me like you can't hide this from me anyway like I know you better than you know yourself so the person that you're really trying to fool here is you, not me. Like I already, I already knew these thoughts, these words would come um, from your brain to your mouth um, before you even, you know, say them out loud. I, I know. So, you know, just, just having that like vulnerability and just being honest with yourself enough to, to, to want to, um, to want to be better and to be better you know, for yourself to be better, uh, have a better relationship with God. Um, I love the saying is like, when you know better, you do better. And um, it's just, you know, really, truly being vulnerable with yourself and taking that hard look in the mirror and understanding like your behaviors and your patterns and the root causes of things uh, in your life. I know for me, like spending time with him and honestly, I've had to realize I have to keep going back. I have to keep going back. And Dominique, you said it earlier, because I've been very guilty of this. I'm like, oh, God's freed me from this. I'm good. Peace. I'm out. You know, and I don't sit there and I have to be real with myself. I truly don't believe it, but I'm doing and saying what everyone tells me that I'm supposed to do, which is you're supposed to name it and claim it, speak it and move on. Um, I don't spend enough time to just sit with him so that he can really 
work a thing out, you know, to go through the process. Because again, I, I like to personally get through stuff and get through it as quick as I can. Not really a fan of processes. Um, however, I realized with the things we're talking about, with the fears and the things that we, we uncovered during our last episode, there are like some deep roots there that you actually have to go back and kind of work through because there are layers to it. And you kind of got to get free at different layers. And it doesn't mean God can't free you all at one time. But the one thing I do believe is that he wants to equip us in order to help us to go even further and to be completely free. And in order to do that, some things might take a little bit of time of digging up. So for me, going to him, yes, as Ryan said, being vulnerable, absolutely. And, and I'm realizing, like, go again. Go again. Keep going back to him. Don't, don't stop going until you really know that you're free. And some people may say, well, how do you know that? You do, like, let's be real. There have been things that I'm pretty sure people have dealt with, and you just know that you know, you know, you know, when you're good with that thing. It doesn't impact you anymore. You know you can walk past it. doesn't bother you. Or you might walk past it and see it. It might try to get you, but you brush it off, you know? And so when you, for me, when I get to that point, that's how I know I'm free. But I have to keep going back again and again and again and again. Man, that's so good. And, you know, you kind of tapped on something that, was just resonating when Ryan was talking and then when you started talking it was like a declaration I was saying in my heart it's like God I don't want to come out of this fast I want to come out of this free like making that shift in my mindset that the speed in which I come out of this thing is not what I'm focused on I want to come out of it free and you know you look throughout the scriptures and you see like the disciples were with Jesus for three years, learning and, and growing with him. And even at the end of the three years, they still did some crazy stuff, you know, that you know, Jesus was like, what are you doing? They still did some crazy stuff and they still learned and, and they still grew. Um, but, but saying, God, I'm going to, I'm going to bring these things to you in all authenticity and all transparency i'm going to lay them before your feet and i'm going to carve out time let's be real this is a hard part for us i am going to actually make the time to sit with you and talk to you about these fears that are running my life it's real cute to say oh i discovered the fear that is causing the self-sabotage but if we don't make space to say god i need your help I need your guidance. I need you to lead me. I need to study your word. I need to know what you say about this. Then it's just basically we've uncovered wounds, but we haven't put any anything on them. We haven't started a healing process at all. And so making the time, because we can say all day, you know, put God, you know, look at God. But if we don't make the time to look at him, it doesn't matter. It's kind of reminds me of my marriage. Like for years in my marriage, like I said I was married. I mean, we were married technically, but we didn't spend any time together. We didn't do anything together except for maybe bills. Like, you know, we were kind of passing in the night. We said hello and all this stuff, but he went to work and I went to work and we were doing all types of things. But then we started doing like a weekly date night and it started to change our relationship because we made time to be with each other. And I think that in this, when we're talking about the fears that drive self-sabotage and how do we break free, it really is making time to take those things to God, making time to, in our life, for real, like write it on the calendar, like make it a date, a reoccurring meeting <laughs> in your calendar to say, hey, I'm going to sit with God and take time with him to really 
just go through this, see what he has to say, see what he has to teach me um, in this particular area of my life and uh, just make the time, you know, just make the time to hear what he has to say. And I heard this thing that I thought was really powerful. And it says, as a believer, we become it, we learn it, and we live it. So when we talk about freedom, we know as believers, we are free, right? So we become it. But the problem is oftentimes we don't learn to live it. So we are kind of like, I'm free, but feeling so bound. And so it feels like I'm lying, <laughs> like, like I'm free, but not really. And I think the truth is that, yes, Christ has set us free, but now we have to learn and live what that means. We have to learn it and live it and then learn it again and live it again and then learn it some more and then live it some more. Because, yes, he looks at us as free, but now we have to learn it and live it. And we have to make space in our life to do that, to do that. So. That brings me to, I think, my last question, which is, how do you make space in your life to heal from fear, to heal from these things that are kind of fueling some of these self-sabotaging behaviors? Or do you make time in your life? Like, we could be real. Do you make time in your life? And if you do or if you don't, what is the impact that you're seeing? So, Again, I'll go back to the question. How do you make time in your life or do you make time in your life uh, to heal and to sit with God, to heal from fear, past traumas, things like that, that are fueling some of these self-sabotaging behaviors? So truth is, do I spend time to heal from these things? Not deliberately, no. Most of the time, I only spend time when something bubbles up and I need help. Um... And I do want to say this because I'm learning a lot. God has really been revealing to this to me a lot for anyone who's listening. And it's for myself to remember too. Like the beautiful thing is we don't have to do this by ourselves. Actually, you cannot, we're not equipped to, you know, God has given us his Holy Spirit to guide us in these areas. And so what I'm realizing is that it's in order to even heal from these things, I have to one, realize, hey, Janice, you can't fix yourself. Go figure. Miss little me that wants to fix it and get through it quick. I can't. I really cannot do it alone. I partner, of course, with the Holy Spirit. And someone may say, well, what does that mean? To be honest with you, can I'll be real. Lately, it's just been like, Holy Spirit, I need some help. Just like that. Just right here. I need help. I need you to show me because I just need help. It's just been a simple statement. And I keep saying the same thing. I need help. I need help. And what I found this week really interesting is that sometimes he'll help me and I don't even realize that he's done it until I get through the very thing that I was dreading all day long. And I'll look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's five o'clock. I handled that thing at 10 a.m. already. It's done. You know, but I, I asked for help. So how do you do it? Uh, most of the time, my habits have been the only go to God when I need the help, when the thing bubbles up and it's bothering me. I'm like, oh, I realize I need to go to him with my fear again. Um, but if I were to talk about how what he's been teaching me lately is when I don't have to do it by myself because I can't. Two, he did send a helper, and we all have it as believers. You have the Holy Spirit. Just ask him. He's dying for you to ask him. Um, and then three, starting to make it a habit to say, Holy Spirit, I need help. I need help. I need help. And I say it a whole lot in the course of a day. 
Yeah, I think for me, I would like to say that I intentionally make time to do it. Um, But if I'm being honest with myself, I usually wait until something in my life boils over or, you know, I have a certain um, response or reaction that is just like so catastrophic that it's like okay well I have to deal with this right now um and then when I realize when I when I do that it's like I let all these little um infractions or um you know things kind of build up over time like and then I erupt like a volcano and then that's the moment where I kind of come back to center I'm like okay God I need you to help me understand this I need you to help me deal with this I need you to help me heal from this I need you to help me process this Um, and I wish I could say that I was more proactively doing it in my life, but I think for me, it's definitely more of like a reactionary thing. Yeah. And I think that's real. I think that's real for so many of us. I was looking at some studies and it talks about the Western world versus the Eastern world and how, you know, the Western world is more go, 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 you know, production and da, 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 and with this um, concept of mental healing and things like that, the Eastern world does a lot more work, makes a lot more time for it. So I think that, you know, us, we are in America. So just in case nobody knew where we were in, what country we were in, we're in America and it's really fast paced here. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of moms, you know, it's like, where is like, no, I don't make the time like until something erupts or until something catastrophic happens like you guys were saying and I'm similar to you all I actually recently um, just started really setting aside like 30 minutes I really wanted to be an hour or more a week but like 30 minutes a week uh, to do some work to renew my mind with God because I found that I had a lot of these little fears and I even uncovered some that I didn't realize on the last episode so it's like oh time to take those to God too. So I try to put them in my calendar and give myself alerts. And that has been helping. Um, Even though sometimes I find that I'm sitting at that time with God, like, just kind of like, okay, what are we going to talk about? But (laughs) what I find is that using a journal during those times really helps me. Um, I think because I just got tired of just feeling like I was always a volcano. Like, waiting to erupt or I was always getting in my own way uh, when it comes to something God wanted to do in my life and you know I was like look I gotta put something on my calendar and so that has been really helping me to just put that on my calendar and spend time with God and of course you know getting counseling back on the books and and doing some work there as well um, to really heal from these areas in in my mind that are blocking me from the things that God has for me. And so it all goes back to what you guys were saying at the beginning, making time to look at God. Looking at God is the solution, but if we have to slow down our lives sometimes to look at him. I, I'm reminded of the scripture that says, be still and know I'm God. It's funny, he says, be still first, because the rapid urgency that we live our life, we're running so fast that we forget get to look at him and sometimes it's like reminding ourselves during the day to be still another one of my friends she um I don't know if she does this anymore but I know she used to have like a 
the Fitbit watch or something like that. I don't, and she would like make little timers go off in there, like every couple hours that would say, just sit and talk to God. And she would just sit there wherever she was and focus on God. And it's just like those reminders. And I think the honest truth is we need those reminders. We need to remind, we need the reminders. Like we do, I mean, maybe you don't, I need the reminders. Let me just say that. I need the reminders. So, you know, plugging them in our phones and things like that are are awesome. But the big point is we need to just look at God. It sounds so simple. It's just like somebody saying, you want to lose weight? Okay, well, eat healthy and exercise. Like, yep. It sounds simple like it's it comes out in less than less than a minute the the solution comes out but making space in our life to do it that is something that I think we just commit to today today I'm going to make time in my life I'm not going to worry about tomorrow but today I'm going to make time in my life so I have a question you guys pretending like today is not almost over because we record these at night, but um, to make a commitment today, I will. And then one thing, just one thing you can do um, to focus on God or to, to, to make time um, to make time to hang out with God around these fears that we talked about. One thing, just one thing we could do, just one. What are you guys thinking? What's one thing that you think, Hmm. I'm going to do this. So this is going to sound very like generic and simple, but I, I'm just going to make the, I'm going to do it. Like for me, I feel like it has to be a certain mood to talk to God. I got to be in the closet or I need to be in this. or I need to talk to him this way. I think I'm just going to, like you said, I like the reminder, set a reminder and just do it. Just do it. Do it. And whatever time the reminder goes off, as long as I'm not in the meeting and then I'll just snooze it, but I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Just do it. That's it. I'm just going to do it. Set a reminder and do it. I think for me, like, I think back to, like, the times where I felt closest to God the most. And it's all usually around, like, talking to him when I'm in the car, when I'm driving. But since I'm not doing very much driving anymore because I'm not going anywhere, um, you know, just sitting, sitting. I, I like to enjoy, like, having a cup of tea or something in the morning. Um like just sitting with God in the morning when I'm like having tea and just, you know, talking to him about whatever is on my heart, whatever, you know, um, I was anxious about or in my sleep or didn't sleep well because of whatever reason, like just talking, asking him to help me prioritize my day um, so that, you know, those self-sabotaging behaviors don't have an opportunity to control my day. But, really truly you know asking God to set the tone for my day that's so good and I like what both of you guys said and I think for me it's like kind of similar to Jerenice's as well which is just do it because sometimes I think I am also waiting for like oh I have a time set up and I know how I want that time to flow and I know how I want it to go and when it's not like that I'm like uh I'll wait till later. I'll do it later. And then later doesn't come. So it's like just whatever it is. If the kids are running around screaming, then it's like, all right, Lord, I, 
am sitting here with you in the midst of the screaming and I'm going to take out my journal and you know what, God, you gave me these babies. So I'm sure you can talk louder than them. So God, <laughs> can you just talk louder than them? <laughs> Ooh, girl, that's walking in the spirit right there. That's when your flesh <laughs> is present, but you're not even there. Cause you're like, yeah, my body's sitting here with these kids running around, but I am in the spirit. I'm talking to Jesus. Yes, let's see what happens in real life. But that is my attempt. (laughs) That's what I want to do is like, hey, when this thing goes off, and I'll I'll keep you guys posted about how this really goes. Like, I'll I'll post it in the virtual village and let y'all know, like, does this really work? (laughs) But this is definitely what I am planning on doing um, today to to just plug into God about these things. So we talked today about how to break free from the fear that causes self-sabotage. And the simple answer is look at God. Look to God. How to break free from the fear that causes self-sabotage? You look at God. And how do we do that? We make time for him. Because the faster we live our life and the quicker that we're going about things, it makes it really hard to focus on him. It kind of reminds me of a car that's really going really, really, really fast. And you're trying to focus on one thing out the left mirror. Like it starts to get blurry and you can't really see it that well um, because of the speed of the vehicle. So we need to slow our vehicles down, make space to look at God and to bring him all of these things, these fears, concerns, anxieties, whatever is driving these self-sabotaging behaviors and say, God, I'm here. What do you want to say about these things? What do you want to show me? I'm here. And if you haven't already picked up your Freedom from Self-Sabotage Power Pack, make sure that you pick it up. It has definitely been a life-changing experience, and it is, it is never too late to get a power pack. If you are hearing this episode like two years after it's aired, you can still get the power pack for this these episodes. So make sure you go check us out at faithmamas.org and grab yours there. All right, I'm going to throw it over to my sister, Janice. Can you pray us out today? Absolutely. And I'm going to say this before I pray because I want everyone to know, I know you guys know this in our village, what we're doing, you're not alone. So as we talk about what we're talking about with self-sabotage and focusing on God and, and just making sure we um, allow him to spend the time with him, you're not by yourself. So if you need support, you need a reminder, you need someone to encourage you along the way, that's what we're here for. The body, we build each other up and that's the truth. And um, so you're not by yourself. We can encourage one another. It's always good to have an accountability partner. It just helps us to develop these habits that um, are going to be life-changing. So let us pray. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for ministering to us and showing us that in the middle of the places where we've allowed self-sabotage to come into our lives, that you want to be there and that you are there. And thank you for providing the solution, God. And that solution is you. It's our focusing on you. It's spending time with you. Thank you for being willing and patient um, with us, God, as um, we're just, we're moving through these different transitions and places in our lives, God. We just thank you, Lord, for providing the answer, providing a way of escape, and for being willing to help us to grow in these areas. Um, Because, Lord, you want to see a perfect work in us as you designed it. So, God, we thank you for that, Lord. And we just invite your Holy Spirit 
into our lives and we just ask you holy spirit to just come come to lay fresh on us come to reveal to us come to dwell in our lives to help us as we push past these barriers and these fears and and we just invite you to do your work in us we just open ourselves up we open our hands we humbly submit ourselves to you and your way to just make us over into the image that you see us to be so that we can walk as you called us to walk so I speak over every woman who is listening to this podcast today, and I would say, come Holy Spirit, come into our lives. We invite you to help us to be our strength, to enable us to be able to find those pockets of time to spend with God and to be refreshed. We accept you in our lives. We thank you for the daily bread that you're going to give us as we continue to come to you. We thank you for the... Um, the overflow that you're going to give us because as you fill us up and, and, and we overflow, we're able to sufficiently pour out as we're supposed to, to those around us, to our families, to our um, colleagues, to our friends, to our neighbors, and to our communities. And so we thank you, we praise you, and we love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.